Welcome to the Embodied CEO Podcast. I'm Kirsten, and while I'm an integrative performance dietitian by trade, a mom of three, and a wife, I am also a nearly two-decade entrepreneur turned business mentor, and I've seen all sorts of iterations of how to do business. And I'm tired of female business owners not fully stepping into their power because the road we've been told we have to take to get here sucks. In this podcast, I'm empowering entrepreneurs to trust their voice and expertise, to start thinking big when it comes to their business, and to move forward unapologetically toward goals that don't have to make sense to other people. Let's have the big conversations. Let's lay it all out on the table. And let's support each other forward in this crazy journey of entrepreneurship. Oh, and let's have some fun while we're doing it. Hello, friends. I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to season three, episode one of the Embodied CEO podcast. If you had told me three years ago when this podcast was just an idea in my mind and my best friend Brooke's mind that we would be at season three, I would have told you you'd lost your mind. This was a let's have a little podcast. We have some things to say. Let's talk about some stuff. Let's see where it goes. And here we are entering year number three. I am super stoked that you're back, especially because year number three is going to look a little bit different. So some of you have been with me since the beginning, and I love you so much. You're my OGs, and you have seen the evolution of what we've talked about just by how the podcast changed season one to season two. Season three is going to be a little bit different again. We have a lot of things lined up for you, but the biggest thing that you can expect this year so that you know what you're stepping into, the biggest thing you can expect is we're going to have more guests in a very intentional, structured kind of way, people that are really going to help you tangibly move your business. We're going to have some thought leadership, of course, because you know me, we can't have a podcast without that. But we're also going to really be intentional with the types of guests we bring you so that you can take action and you can learn and grow from there, right? Which then brings me to the second piece of this. We're going to have more tangible, action-oriented episodes. Think of this sort of as a series on how-to kind of things, or, you know, my best advice about those kind of things, solution-focused episodes. Again, thought leadership, because I'm holding myself to a higher standard and I'm going to hold you to a higher standard. Something that has become non-negotiable for me in this, this transition to 2023, 2024, but also my business in general, is that I want to speak at a higher caliber, because I think we all need to hear things at a higher caliber, because it's what actually makes us move. It's what makes us change. We get so stuck in the day-to-day nuance of the things that we're supposed to be doing in our business. We get so stuck in the actions and the must-dos and the checklists and what should I do here and how should I respond to this and what is my next step that we forget that this is really a journey of leadership. Entrepreneurship is leadership. If you are not willing and able to step into that spotlight and to take people with you on a journey, then you will lose this business. Because it's not about who can create widgets and sell them the best. It's about who can create a movement and momentum that people want to follow. So I played it small in some aspects in 2023. Some of that was because of life circumstance. Some of that was because of comfort level. I will fully admit that. And not comfort level from the perspective of, oh, it's scary to do that thing. I'm kind of over that. But comfort level from the perspective of it feels really easy to just stay right here. And when things feel easy, we tend to not make many changes because why would we? This is comfortable. So I played it small in some aspects in 2023 because of that. There are many reasons, life, comfort, whatever, there are many reasons. But 2024 demands a shift from me and I am ready for the shift. So while you will hear a lot more actionable episodes, like I just said, 
with the how to's and me challenging you to your next move and, you know, to real tangible, actionable things, you will also hear conversations about shedding whatever persona you're hiding behind, whatever that may be. If that is your suburban mom persona that you've been hiding behind to keep yourself small, or it's your, I'm too young. Can I even do this yet? Excuse for not really doing the big things that need to be done. You know who you are. Or it's your very analytical industry persona, and this is usually the the clinicians among us, right? Like in my world, that's a lot of the dietitians, that's a lot of the physical therapists, that's the that's the physicians, that's those people who hide behind the clinical piece of it, right? Because you're scared to speak outside the company line. You've put yourself in this box of, well, we have to hide behind the science. We have to do these things. And all of that is valid. And I hear you. But all of these things are personas you've taken on in order to keep yourself small. We're done with that. 2024 is going to look different because keeping yourself small keeps your business small. It keeps your income small. We're going to talk about that a lot today. But the point is, I'm going to challenge a lot of these things. You're in for an amazing season. And I feel deep gratitude for you being here with me again, but also for me being able to step into another year of this, to being able to challenge these limitations that you have put on yourself that have been a comfort level of sort, that have been a little bit of an armor that we can step behind and say, well, I'm doing, I'm doing work. I'm doing the work. I'm moving forward. But are we actually doing the big picture work? Are we actually doing the bigger piece of what needs to happen in order to be leaders, in order to create movements, in order to create businesses that do really change people's lives, right? So you're in for a wonderful season. I am super excited to have you here, but there's going to be a lot of things happening, tangible all the way to the bigness that we need to challenge that we haven't really addressed because we haven't needed to, because it's been easy not to. We're done with that. 2024, we're stepping up to that. So we're kicking things off today with a topic that should be front and center on your mind at the start of the calendar year, which for most of us is also the start of the fiscal year, right? Most of us run January through December financial calendars in our businesses as well. So today we're going to talk about how to make sure that you make more money in 2024 than you did last year. How can I say that? Well, here's how I can say that. I know my business finances inside and out as I do our personal finances at any given day. I know right now, roughly not to the dollar amount, but you know, within a few dollars probably, what is in every single one of my accounts. I know what's going in. I know what's coming out. I know what's in our investment accounts. I know how much is in the kids' accounts. I know what's in our personal accounts. I know all the things. This is something that should be a non-negotiable for you when it comes to adulting in general, but especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. This is your business. We can't talk around that or pretend like that's not the real thing that we're actually doing. It's a business. You are here to make money. If you don't understand it inside and out, then none of it matters. So here's how I know that you can do specific things to guarantee that you're going to grow year over year. And I'm going to tell you those today. I'm going to give you an actual tangible, today's one of those episodes, overview of how to make sure this happens for you in 2024 versus 2023. And I know this because I have grown year over year. I've grown year over year in my business. I know that this past year I worked significantly less hours, specifically the second half of the year. I mean, some days it was laughable how few hours I actually worked. And I paid myself a higher salary, I raised my team's pay, and yet I collected more revenue and made more profit on that revenue than I did in 2022. Because I did some very specific things. I did some very targeted things to guarantee that revenue will continue to go up because that's always my goal. How do we make more money with less effort? And I know that none of that, what happened in my business was an accident because again, I actively planned this way, right? 
So how did I do that? And what can you do to make sure that 2024 brings you more money than 2023 did, even if there are dips in income along the way? That's a piece that I'm not going to go into a whole lot here, but I want to just draw attention to that for just a second. You're going to have dips. I had dips in 2023. There were some months where I literally made less money than I did in, in some months in 2022. But it's not relevant. What matters, and it was, this was very expected also for those months, right? It doesn't feel good when it happens. I'm not going to lie about that. But it was expected because there was a bigger plan. There was a bigger picture target that we were after, right? And we reached that target because we always do when I know that I do the things that need to be done. So let me back up a little bit. In 2020, my goal was simply to make money with my business of any amount. I had no target. Let, let's just make sure that we make some sort of cash with this online coaching business thing. So I tried a bunch of things and some worked and some didn't. And I had very little strategy around those things of how I got to things. I just threw spaghetti at the wall. Some of it worked great. We made cash today. I did something else that didn't work. We didn't make cash. Let's try something else. It was very little strategy. And then 2021, I shifted all of that. It was all about strategy. I followed someone else's strategy to a T and I lost myself, my principles and my joy in the process, but I made a shit ton of money quickly because strategy almost always works. Strategy is one of those things that if someone can prove that if you do step one, step two, step three, step four, and then you follow that exactly, you're probably going to have the same results. It's going to work. Is it going to feel the same for you? No. Is it come as easily to you as it did to them? No. Is it going to be something that you're going to want to sustain forever just because they wanted to sustain it forever? No. So I made a lot of money with somebody else's strategy early in 2021, but I was miserable. And what I was doing was absolutely unsustainable for how I live my life and the reality of my daily life as a mother of three that are very busy and demand a lot from me, right? It's not, it wasn't going to work for me. So in mid-2021, I took the first step toward true financial freedom in this coaching business. And if you're taking notes, this is the first checkbox that I need you to look into for your own business if you want to make sure that you're going to make more money this year than you did last year. I expanded my offer suite, and I mean to a variety of different offers. And before you say, I've heard that before, Kirsten, hear me out and listen to what I'm about to tell you. You probably have a high ticket offer. It's probably one-on-one -on -one coaching for most of you because this is where most people step in. And then you might even have a group offer that could be live group coaching, very likely, right? And maybe if you've been in my world for a minute, you have created a program of some sort, something that is self-paced, something that can be pre-recorded and then kind of be off of your mind. But here's where I would fill the gaps if you're looking to truly generate more cash in 2024. And this is, I think, where most people fall short on, well, I've expanded my offer suite, but nothing's happening. Have you automated a lot of it? Are you selling things even when you're not actively creating those things? Are you talking about things all the time? Are you able to generate cash with the things that already exist? And here's the biggest piece of this. Where can you remove yourself from the active delivery of your offers? Where are you still having to show up to make cash? Is it making cash when you are not there? That's the measuring stick. The measuring stick is not, I have 47 offers. Nobody cares. And 47 is probably way too many. The measuring stick is, are they selling? without you there, because if they aren't, that's the gap you got to fill first, right? And then where can you create more revenue streams without creating more work? Again, we're not talking necessarily about new offers. It might mean new offers, because if you have a gap in your offer suite, you need more offers. But very often, it also just means how can you rethink how offers run? So the first thing that I did when I wanted to change how I was making revenue was not think about how do I reinvent the wheel. It was about how do I restructure my current mode of transportation, how can I use what I already have in a different way? How can I recognize where there are true gaps and then create something one time, but then have a process for how those gaps continue to roll on their own? 
And then the other very important question in this process as you're expanding revenue streams for yourself is ask yourself this question, are they different enough? In other words, you can't make your group coaching just be a group version of your one-on-one. That's not different. That just means you get less attention in the group version. That's not different, right? You also can't make your evergreen just a watered-down version of your one-on-one because, again, you're, it's the same stuff. You're just not getting as high a value of it. They all have to be valuable on their own. Whatever offers you're creating, are they valuable on your own? If you create a pre-recorded program or multiples, do they all overlap? So why would anyone step into the other one? Are you thinking of this revenue-generating process of creating freestanding things that all create massive value for your audience. You cannot make more cash if you're just creating the same thing over and over in different versions. It's not going to make you more cash. It's just going to spread the cash you already have across a bunch of different versions. That's not the goal. Don't create five pre-recorded programs that all overlap. Don't create group coaching that is just a watered down group version of your one-on-one. Ask yourself, if the offer suite that you are creating or have already created takes your audience on a journey and meets everyone where they currently are and where they want to plug in, does it provide different resources for people along that journey? Or are you simply selling them the same thing at a cheaper price and now you have to spread your revenue? The target of creating more revenue streams is to create different things that people can plug into. If you're selling mugs, and you only had one mug, and now you create six different mugs, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have more buyers. You're just going to take your mug buyers and spread them across six different mugs. You're still making the same amount of money. So can you create something else that's innovative that's going to draw in other people who might be looking for a tumbler or somebody who might be looking for a glass? Where can you expand where you meet their needs? You're giving them a vehicle, a vessel to carry liquids, but is it different enough? That's what you need to create. And many, many, many of you are struggling there. And in the end, you can't sell it because it's too close to all the other things. And everyone just wants to plug into your one-on-one anyway. And so you can't make more money because now you're still dependent on trading your time for money, right? The second thing that I would make sure, and again, if you're taking notes, this is what you want to write down. The second thing that I would make sure that I would do if I wanted to make more money year over year, especially while spending less active time year over year, is aligning what I actually want to coach on with how I speak about my work. Here's what I mean. Well, actually, before that, let me explain what the purpose of this is. It serves two purposes, really. One, you do not want to attract an audience that wants to talk about the most basic foundations when you actually want to coach on a much bigger evolutionary part of the journey. So if you're constantly speaking to an audience at a level of, let me explain to you why this matters and why you should be here and why you should buy my thing, then you're going to attract that audience. But if really what you're desiring to do is talk to the people who are already so evolved in this process, they already know what they need. They cannot wait to have the bigger, true transformative conversations with you. You're not going to attract these people. You're going to attract these people. So are you actually speaking about what you want to coach on? Or are you speaking about the things that feel safe and that you know are going to get you clients? but then you're frustrated and your creative juices and your own evolution and your own mastery of new work is stunted because you're going to have to deliver the work to these people that you didn't actually want to work with to begin with. And that's the second purpose of this, right? If you're forever stuck in the minutia of what you coach on, your revenue streams will be stuck there too. If you're only ever speaking to an audience that's willing to dip their toes in, they're not ready for the evolutionary transformation and all they want to do is buy a $7 offer, then your revenue will never increase because all you'll be able to sell are these offers that meet these basic needs of people that are not ready to actually change. 
start speaking to those people that are already one step into that evolution. They're just looking for the person to take them through it. Get ready for high caliber support clients by speaking to high caliber support clients, which then also means you have to become the coach that can support them at that higher caliber need, which then means you can charge higher caliber prices. If you're forever stuck in the minutia and talking to the entry-level people, you will forever be charging entry-level pricing. Now, this does not mean that you can't do both of those things at the same time. Of course you can. You can do all of those things and you should be doing all of those things. Back to my first point, you need to meet everybody at all places, right? But if you want to have bigger conversations, then that means, let's say you're a business coach, it means you have to stop asking the question of what should I name my program? You're not going to evolve from that. You're going to forever talk to these people. If you're a dietitian, it means you have to stop talking with, you know, infographics about here's which gel you should consume at mile 20 of your marathon. You will forever be talking to these people, the task completers, the box checkers, the people who want entry level meal plans, handouts, PDFs, eBooks, the people who want to pay you for a $7 offer. These are not the people who want to step into a higher caliber transformation, which means your revenue stream is not going to change. It's a volume game at this point, which is possible, 100% doable. But if you want guarantees that your revenue is going to change in 2024, there's no guarantee at volume. There is guarantee at speaking to a higher caliber client where you're not dependent on volume, right? So if you want higher caliber containers with higher caliber clients that are sold at higher caliber pricing, you have to start speaking to that level. And before you panic, again, it doesn't mean you can't sell the $7 offer, when you've mastered your message and the journey that you sell to, you can literally sell a $7 offer on the same day that you're selling a $70,000 year-long one-on-one coaching container. You'll be able to speak to all of them as long as you have your message straight and as long as your offer suite supports all of that. So the third thing that you have to have in place if you want to guarantee that 2024 will be a higher revenue year than 2023 is that you have to confront your money. And I don't just mean how much you make. That shit's easy. You can look that up right now. Go into your Stripe account, go into your Teachable, go into your PayPal, wherever you collect cash, right? That part's easy. I need you to confront the other parts. How much money have you wasted? All the places that you're not sure where it went. And you have to be able to do that part without self-judgment. It's just facts. How much came in, how much went out. Confront the facts and take action accordingly. But bigger than that, if you want true financial freedom, if you want to actually be the CEO of an entrepreneurial business, you need to start making your money work for you. That means investing. That means employing your family to take advantage of pre-tax profits. That means being 100% comfortable with spending in order to earn and grow. And these are the things that most people don't step into until they have a lot of money because they don't think it matters beforehand, not realizing that they could have had a lot more money a lot sooner had they treated their business like the financial chess game that it is from the start. Rich people don't work for their money. Rich people have their money work for them. And they started that really, really early. So when you're in this situation and you're talking to the low caliber clients with the $7 offers and you can't get out of this and you keep thinking, well, I wish I could have my money work for me, but I don't make enough money for it. It's because you're still looking at the process all wrong. The amount of money you make doesn't matter before you should start looking at how your money's working for you. If you want to be at a higher financial playing field in 2024, you have to start thinking like the CEO of a company that's going to look at money that way, no matter how much or how little you have right now. And it's uncomfortable to admit when you don't know 
what you don't know about taxes or legal structure or investing or paying yourself or hiring your family members or paying contractors or investing in mentorship or whatever, or expensing almost your entire life through your business. I know that it's uncomfortable to admit when you don't know these things, but this has to be one of the steps that you have to get through if you want to make more money in 2024. I had a conversation the other day with somebody that I know personally who had a massive tax hit because she was audited by the IRS and had a massive tax hit on something that she didn't see coming. And now she's having to move backwards in her business and confront all of the things that she didn't know. And trust me when I say that shit is 10 times more uncomfortable than looking at how little you might have right now, but being 100% plugged in and understanding what's happening. If you want to make more money in 2024, you cannot take a head in the sand approach to your finances. You have to know what's happening and then you have to be so flipping realistic about it. Can you make a million dollars with a $7 offer? Sure. Is it realistic? No. Do you know how many people you would have to have, especially if you're not talking to self-motivated high caliber people, you're talking to people you have to convince. If $7 is your price point, you're talking to people that have to be convinced to spend money. Somebody who's functioning at a much more evolved, higher level caliber conversation will spend $7 without even thinking about it. They'll spend $700 without giving it much thought. They'll spend $7,000 if it solves their problem without giving it much thought. Those are the people you have to start speaking to, right? Which then also means you have to start confronting where your money lives, what you're doing with money. Because if you're trying to speak to these people, but you don't understand your own money and how to make it work for you, do you see the disconnect? Do you see the problem, right? The next thing that I would do to make sure that I make more money in 2024 than 2023 would be to clean house. My team and I have an internal joke that when I'm in that mood, the clean house mood, they'll see a lot of the broom emoji in our Slack channel because I'm, we're just getting rid of stuff, right? So when I say clean house, I mean swiftly and with emotional detachment. Here's what I'm talking about. What offers aren't bringing in revenue or what offers require too much effort to maintain a certain revenue? Get rid of them get rid of them. It doesn't matter how much time you've put into them. It doesn't matter how much money you've put into them. It doesn't matter if you currently have people in them. It doesn't matter if you had a huge emotional attachment to this offer when you created it. Create an exit strategy and close out these offers. They're not only financial leaks, but they're energy leaks. These types of offers are very demanding of your attention. They're very demanding of your thought processes. They make you worry and they aren't bringing enough revenue to justify that effort. This is where it gets hard for a lot of entrepreneurs because you've put your blood, sweat, and tears into these things. You have a plan. Like this is part of what you are creating. You've talked about them. Your audience know about these offers. These offers have a life within your business. But like, can you let go of them anyway? <laughs> if they're not financially viable, if you want to make more money in 2024 than 2023 and you have these things that are energy leaks, that are effort leaks, that aren't actually bringing you money, can you just let go of them? And can you do it without making it mean a single thing about who you are or whether your business is successful or will be successful or whether you are a good coach or whether you're a good entrepreneur? Can you just detach from it and you're just cleaning house like a leaky water heater? Like, yeah, that sucks. I spent money on that. Now I got to spend more money, but whatever, it's got to go. Can you just be super neutral about it and just get rid of it? We made our first millions, my husband and I, in IT. And the game is very different in information technology than it is in coaching. The target for almost all IT businesses, for almost all IT startups, is to eventually be acquired. 
you end up building something that's very different from what you build in coaching. You know you're going to eventually sell it and walk away from it all, which is not to mean you don't put blood, sweat, and tears into it. You do, and you still feel some emotion when you then let go of it, but you kind of know that that's the plan all along, right? Which positions things differently. In coaching, we are the product. We are the magic, and we are usually very, very deeply emotionally involved in what we do. And that isn't a problem unless we lose sight of what we're actually doing, which is building a financially successful business. And for most of us, that also means that we eventually want to have control of our schedules and control of our work, because why become entrepreneurs otherwise, right? Like if you're not after the freedom of finance and schedule and decision, why are you an entrepreneur? Because it's not easy being an entrepreneur. There's literally a thousand other jobs you could do that are less stressful, right? The goal is eventually to have financial freedom and freedom of time and freedom of decision. So it's not a problem that you're emotionally involved in your coaching business. It is a problem when you can't separate those two things and go after the goal that you actually had, which is to make money in your business and to give you more freedom. So if you aren't making the moves that guarantee more cash in your pocket, you're never going to have those freedoms. You will simply be working a nine to nine instead of a nine to five, and you'll never be able to turn off your brain. If thinking about the logistics in your business this way feels really foreign to you, I suggest that you plug into the design masterclass for slightly over a hundred bucks and an hour of your time to get your shit straightened out in the new year. I do everything that I do in my business on purpose. The, the days and the year of me just randomly trying things to see what happens are behind me. That was ironically also the year I made the least amount of money for obvious reasons, right? Now everything that I do has a very specific intention behind it. I lay out the plan, even if I don't always lay it out for the whole year, because I have to be able to pivot, right? The year shifts as we go, but there's a design behind what I do. There's a reason that things work. There's a reason I made more money this last year while working significantly less. I had a goal. The goal was for me to work significantly less. And the goal was for me to make more money or at minimum the same money. We made more money and I worked less. You hear a lot of these coaches talking about, well, I went from a 20K month to a 40K month, or I went from a 40K month to an 80K month, or I'm successful now because I made $7 million this year. I will argue that success has so many more facets to it than just the money. The money matters. Let me be so clear. You're an entrepreneur. The money matters. If you're not making money, you don't have a business, my friend. You have a very expensive hobby. You have to make money in it, and you should be making more money every year. But the measuring stick for success goes beyond that. Are you making money in a way that feels good? Are you making money in a way that gives you the freedom that you actually want? For me, that's time. Oh my God, time is my is my golden nugget, right? Like It's so much more important to me than even money time for me to just exist without the pressure of, oh my God, I have to make more money. That's what I want in my life. Knowing that there is the money, that I've built a business that has the money, but I get to be in control of my time. If I want to just sit and do nothing in my true manifestor self, I am able to do that. That was the goal for 2023. The goal for 2024 is even beyond that. And I'll share that at some point with you guys right now is not that time. But I need you to get so clear on what your goals are, including the emotional ones and the energetic ones, because it's not all just tactical strategy. You will miss the mark if that's what you're doing. If my goal ever was just to make more money, I could have stuck with my my method of early 2021. I was basically printing cash. I was just taking clients. I was saying the right thing. Clients would come in. I would print cash. My goals were bigger than that. My energetic and emotional goals were significantly bigger than that because I wasn't happy in that setting. What are your goals? You can get there within an hour in the design masterclass. It's one of my lowest ticket items, you guys, but it is so impactful because you actually will get clarity on what it is that you need in order to make more money in 2024 in a way that feels right to you because those things matter. It's not just cash, right?
So the design masterclass is one of my favorites for big picture direction for the year. And then you can drive down into the weeds. It's not just going to be, you know, woo woo, be in the clouds. Let's talk the fluff. It's not that. It's if you haven't been in it, if you've been in it, do it again this year because you were in it last January. Do it again this year. Download the workbook again. Go through it. Watch the class again. Do it again this year. But if you haven't been in it, it is the class that's going to teach you how to have the big picture vision, but then drill down to the actionable things. Because without action, the big picture vision is just an idea. It is not actually a plan. You need a plan to guarantee that you're going to make more money next year than you did or this year, 2024, than you did last year. I want to leave you with this. Without strategy, your business will fail. I know this because I have personally owned and or co-owned eight businesses and several failed because we didn't have a strategy. Even if you've gotten lucky up to this point and things have just kind of worked themselves out, at some point, the luck will shift. <laughs> and if there's no strategy to catch you, you will have a hell of a time trying to reach further growth or even maintain where you are. Strategy alone makes growth unsustainable. You have to do the inner work, the who you are as a leader, the how of showing up in your business. How are you showing up and who are you surrounding yourself with on the journey to take the strategy and actually make it viable, right? I spent 18 months, again, everything with intention because this is how I have done everything since 2020. Well, I take that back since 2021. 2020 was more like, let's see if this will work. Since 2021, middle of 2021, everything has been very intentional. So I spent 18 months between middle of 2022 and late 2023, putting le all the lessons, not just a few lessons, all the lessons that I have learned in my 20-year entrepreneur journey into the six-figure business accelerator. And the reason my business has grown year over year while I have worked less and less is because of everything you find in there. And I'll tell you, my husband, who's also an entrepreneur, follows a very different methodology than I do. He does not employ all of the things that are in the Six Figure Business Accelerator, the SFBA. His business looks very different. He has a whole lot less time to himself than I do. To each their own. I'm working on that. You can't always convince your spouse to do the things that you do. The point is, everything that I have learned in these 20 years of our journey together and my individual journey as a business owner, I have put in there. The design masterclass, by the way, is included in the bonuses. If you do choose to step into the SFBA, if you pay in full, you get 11 of my masterclasses as a bonus. The design masterclass is in there. So if you want both, that's just the easiest way to plug in. We will, of course, link both options in the show notes. If you need help figuring out what 2024 lacks, that's currently preventing you from making more money than you did last year. Okay, I want to thank you for being here with me to kick off season three. This season, I want to leave you with a question to ponder at the end of every episode. I want this to become a very, what's the word I'm looking for? A very candid conversation is probably the best way of putting it between you and me. You're not here with me. You can't all be here with me. And I love that you are there listening to me wherever you're currently listening to me. But I want to leave you with a question to spur on some action and some deeper thought from you at the end of every episode. For today's question, let me just leave that there as it is. For today's question, here's where I want you to focus. What would feel like enough? What scenario, not just the dollar amount, but what scenario would currently feel like you've made it, like you've hit success, like it has all worked? And then to expand that question, what is keeping you from getting there? And most importantly, are you currently doing everything in your control to get there? I want you, as you go through this, if you have thoughts on it, please message me on social. Email me at hello at kirstenscreen.com or find me on Instagram at thekirstenscreen.com. All of this will be linked in the show notes. Um, you can also message us through the podcast at Embodied CEO. 
I want to hear your actual answer. What would feel enough? What scenario right now, what dollar amount, what scenario would make you feel like you've made it? And what's keeping you from being at that point? And are you doing everything under your control to get there? Tell me your thoughts. Sit on it, noodle on it. Tell me your thoughts. Message me. I genuinely want to hear. I want to open these conversations. I genuinely want to hear where you guys are at. Thank you for being here with me. I will see you in episode two. We will have an amazing guest speaker for you. I'm very excited about this person being with us on episode two. So don't miss it. I will see you guys there. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Embodied CEO podcast. To connect with me, Kirsten, head to www.kirstenscreen.com or find me on Instagram at thekirstenscreen. My DMs are always open, so drop in to say hi. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share the Embodied CEO podcast. The Six Figure Business Accelerator is my entire framework for how I not only scaled my business in a way that felt exactly right to me, but how I changed my entire life. If you're ready to amplify how you work and live this entrepreneurial journey in the online space, head to kirstenscreen.com forward slash SFBA to find out more. Now go out there and take some action.